We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. everybody welcome to currently on no other pod i am daniel kuzer here with my good friend chris wright uh chris a thing happened yesterday and we are just uh uh pooping our pants over it <laughs> just uh what a time what's going on man i i could not sleep i i legitim- i couldn't sleep man i was oh. legitimately wired after a four o'clock game for the rest of the night, like I went to bed, I stayed up for the extra time for the Chicago and San Diego oh, game. So you were up to midnight or so. I It was like 1145. But <laughs> the only reason I could stay up that late is because I was just wired after that win, man. I we were at the watch party. You know, it was an incredible atmosphere. Um, I t- this morning, I think I texted you and I was like, I'm, you know, I'm still on cloud nine it, and it I'm was- right now. I'm still on cloud nine. It was louder at the watch party than it was at the stadium at that moment. I can guarantee <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't know how many traveling supporters there were. I, th- I saw some video, but uh, Barkay got real loud. And I was just, I-, I wanted to be like, shh, there's puppies. All right, you're going to scare them. <laughs> but who cares? Because we got the victory. Kate Del Fava, queen of Kansas City. Like it is, what, oh, what a time to be alive. I could First... stop talking about it on the way home. It was crazy. Right. First NWSL goal ever, by the way. Is ever. that Kate's first for goal her, ever? For her. Yeah. Very first goal game wow. winner in the, in the latest non extra time game playoff game in NWSL history. Unbelievable. So incredible. Just truly incredible. Well, and, and you know, here's, here's how excited we're so excited, but here's the the <laughs> back and forth. Uh, here's head coach, Matt Potter, who's strictly business. Uh, first and foremost, we will enjoy this one. It's another historic moment for the group and for the club. It will be about celebrating this one. And then we will start the process of moving towards Seattle at the weekend. Right now, the focus is that these players deserve to enjoy this moment. Hey, let them enjoy it, but we can't enjoy too long. Because it's quick turn. I mean, not a quick turnaround. They got a week to recover and and get their legs ready because Seattle is coming, dude. Like they're hard, rough team, right? You know, Kansas City has played Seattle or OL Rain pretty well throughout the season. 
but they are in perfect form right now. They're firing on all cylinders. I mean, I am kind of terrified, um, especially with Claire going down, you know? Sure, sure. Somber mood to the moment, but... She's a good creator. Uh, she, she took a little knock, which we thought maybe wasn't anything because uh, there was no contact. It looked like nothing really hit her leg. So those are always the scary ones, right? That put you right. on crutches and can't don't really like that right now, but you know, we'll have Desiree Scott back. So that's something. Yeah. Uh, I saw that Claire came out in crutches um, yeah. to the bench later. So if that gives anybody any kind of update, um, uh, not a great one, Thanks. not a great one, <laughs> but <laughs> on a positive note, Desiree Scott, did you see the video? How excited she was when they won? Yeah, because she gets to play again. She gets to play. <laughs> so, I, I mean, a big relief for her. Um, I'm really excited to have her back. I Man, uh, first off, set, let's set the stage here. There were 21,000 plus fans <laughs> at PNC Stadium. I, you were like, do you think we could sell out Children's Mercy Park for a playoff game uh, for Casey Kern? And I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable saying yes, we could yet. Uh, but this was the largest playoff crowd in NWSL history. And that dude, that says something because we talked, we, we had a little, we threw a little shade last time. We were like, <laughs> well, they'll have more than Houston dynamo. Uh, yeah, they had way more than Houston right. dynamo. It was, it was awesome to see, man. And, uh, at the end of that game, I was just kind of feeling like, look, just blow the whistle, take us extra time. Really don't want them sneaking in a goal at the end. And then we sneak a goal at the end. And I was like, blow the whistle, blow the whistle. (laughs) You can see see on the face of the players, they knew they wouldn't have a chance. Like that was the last gasp of a game that you could possibly have. And Loera, you know, intercepted that pass and then took it to the side and then, you know, just cross it in. And Kate got the deflection. Well, right. you hear that the third time's a charm, and that sort of setup happened two other times earlier in the game, where I believe Kristen Hamilton just needed to get a foot to it, and and another time where CC Kaiser needed to get a foot to it, and it just didn't happen. And we were like, "Oh my God, strikers! You just got to touch it. Like you have to be there, right?" And then here comes Kate Delfava out of God knows where. Uh, Houston players thought the same. They were like, "Where the hell did she come from?" <laughs> And she just sneaks in there and gets it done. I what is what is life like? What a time! I, I'm sure Jane Campbell had no idea that you know she was going to be running into that. That position. was the defender or the, the keeper. The, the, the keeper. keeper. Yeah, right. It you know there are so many chances, specifically those two that you named, where I'm like that you know that could very well be our best chance of the game, and we didn't convert, and then that may come back to get us. And. Kate Delfava just came in and kind of saved the day for, for a lot of us. And and like you said, our players were cramping. Our yeah. players were struggling in that heat. Nobody wanted to go an extra 30 minutes. Nobody, probably including the, the Houston players. Yeah. And, you know, for her to, well, to sneak that in wasn't just, I can't say enough. We're, we're here in Kansas city with, uh, you know, hoodies on and sweatshirts and whatnot. And then, uh, freaking, Houston's got almost 90 degree weather or whatever it was. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like you do not want to go play in those conditions. That's where I thought Houston might have the advantage because you train in those conditions, right? We didn't train in those conditions, but that the, the watch party was balling, dude. Like it was a pretty good time. Barquet is a decent atmosphere for that. I think, I think, I don't know. I had a good time because I was with good people, but I think, uh, uh, 
I don't know. Never been there. So good experience. Uh, my wife won a raffle drawing, which go figure. She is the luckiest human being in the world. So therefore yeah. I'm the luckiest man in the world to be with her, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Fun time. Fun time. She walked up there and grabbed that bag like she knew she was going to win. Like just <laughs> she knew she was going to win. She? Like it was not even a surprise. It was like, you know, I'm going to go get this winning bag again. Get my um, winnings. Here I am excited for you. And then, you know, mad that it wasn't me or, or Vanessa. But um, that's all. <laughs> that merchandise was great, by the way. What a cool yeah, bag. Cool stuff in there. Scarf, hat, shirt, uh, something else. I can't remember right now. It was it was pretty neat uh but dude i i just god damn it, i don't remember what i was gonna say uh <laughs> you know bar k is just uh uh god you got puppies running around out outside you can just go out and pet someone's random dog you know which uh, i did which we, we you did. did i you absolutely did. did you went out and snuggled some randos <laughs> i i did they were happy with it so you know hey no one's no one's making fun of you you, you that's what it's there for <laughs> But uh, man, so God damn, dude, our girl Lo got the old, uh, she got the no other pod glow up and got that, got scored. I mean, basically, obviously it's now proven. Uh, this is like the third week of this podcast episode. And it's proven that if you come on, you score a goal immediately <laughs> after you come on. And we're, we're what we're one and one on that. So it just makes yep. sense. Yep. Um, there is not a player I trust more on that team to take a PK than Lo Labonta. Yeah, it's her spot, right? It, it's her, it's her spot. And it's I don't know how they decide who's going to take the PK, but at this point it's hers to lose. Um yeah. Or, or give up, right? Uh but celebrations, top notch. She has so much fun out there. Like <laughs> they, she they scored. Can can, man. They, they did a little little uh knee, little chorus line if you will. They did. Um Haley Mace was too cool for that. I'm not sure if you saw. She was like, I'm not into it. She, all right? It looked like she was thinking about joining, but maybe like too late. But she she ran up and she's like, nah. nah she's I'm like, it's it's you. eight minutes in. We need to, uh, you know, let's focus up here. A lot of time left. Not trying to do a dance and get tired. Right. <laughs> but it was, uh, man, here's a sad though. You got You got to have a little grain of salt in this game. We didn't we didn't threaten much. We didn't do much. Outside of that penalty in the first half, there were no other shots. None. I looked at, I looked at the possession, and, and Houston flat out won the possession pretty yeah. handedly. Won Absolutely. the shots on goal. Um, won the amount of shots. So we didn't create as much as we typically do. But we had chances, though. We just, like you yeah. said, we just couldn't get the final touch. They had chances, too. So give they it sure up for did. AD French for, yes. for keeping it at one. You know what I mean? I, we should be happy that only one got by because that's that's a that's a statement uh, defense right there. Absolutely. And speaking of A.D. French, she was named in the NWSL. Uh, in the viewer awards, right? The, yeah. And then what they're calling them or NWSL yeah. awards. Yeah. Finalist for keeper of the year. Right. Matt so, Potter, finalist for. Coach of the year, which I will die on the hill. I think you should win it. <laughs> you got to get on there and vote. I mean, are you not yes. the head coach of the year if you take a the, if you take the worst team the previous year and bring them to the semifinals of the playoffs? I mean, yeah. that's a that's a head coach, right? Like, come back, come back, coach of the year. That should be a thing too, right? That's him. <laughs> it happened. 
at one point, you know, we were the worst team in the year last year. At one point, we had the best record, right? We had the most points, and that, spe- that speaks volumes. Not only that, but we had two of our arguably best signings, as far as name value goes, didn't mm-hmm. even play a regular season game. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's anyone else that should beat Matt Potter out for that. I will say uh, AD Franch does have some good competition up there. Yes. Um, you know, but j- just two others. I mean, uh, Kalen Sheridan from San Diego and and Fallon Tulis Joyce from uh, uh, what am I saying from RGN? What the hell's that? Uh, oh well, Rain, right? <laughs> oh, Rain. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gosh dang it! I'll just say OL or something. Why do they, <laughs> they got to go and change their name anyway? What's that? Yeah, I don't know. It's Seattle. We know you're Seattle. Just just stop it. Right. Uh, but that's exciting, man. Uh, I'm I was looking earlier when. Like, how long do we have to vote for that? Do you know? I don't know. Um, Because when I click vote now, it just is like, hey, give us your deets and uh, we'll probably add you to some list. (laughs) (laughs) But we need to vote. All votes submitted by Tuesday, October 18th. All of this means nothing. We are talking about it and it is not going to matter because you're listening to this on a Thursday. All of this is, doesn't make sense. We're we're new. We're new to the podcast. Sorry game. about just, that. Sorry, just, but I'm gonna vote. Notes. <laughs> I'm gonna vote after sure, this podcast. Yeah. So hopefully, well, just note that you've we done voted. it already. Yes, we voted, people, and we will. Uh, you know, we'll tweet out the vote box as well. So it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if we tell you that we're gonna tweet the vote box. This is Thursday right now. It's passed, and they're gonna do yeah. it anyway, right? They're gonna do they're it gonna anyway. Do hopefully, well, hopefully it works out. Uh, also. How about everyone gets a yellow card in this game? I, I, it, it seemed like more yellows than it was because I was, it was only one, two, three, four, like six total yellows, but I, uh, five of those were Houston players. And I was like, okay, so half their field players have yellows right now. When's the red? Like, when's the second yellow coming? Someone's leaving this game and it never happened. So that made me very sad. Yeah. And a lot of them happened within a, a pretty close grouping of time as well. You know, it was basically handing out yellows, you know, there towards the end of the game, which yeah. going into potential extra time made me feel pretty good because they couldn't play their normal style. Exactly. But that didn't matter because you had the moment of brilliance by Loera and Kate Del Favre. I'm just I'm I'm just uh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I ate way too much food last night because I was so happy and I'm just uh I'm ready, man. We got to get we got to get past this so we can jump on a plane to D.C. Like I'm not even playing around. No, if we win, I will be there. I have the week off. It has been discussed, it's... my friend. OK, it's uh, it's it's a thing. It's happening. So. So for those who do not know, Dan's actually not going to be in Kansas the week of. He's yeah. going to be somewhere else. So he's would literally have to change his flight in order to get there. Right. Easy enough. Easy peasy, you know, done deal. Uh, I will say, man, that Seattle's a good team. This is going to be, it's not going to be easy. And it's at Seattle and they play on uh, Seattle Seahawks field, just like the Sounders do. And so it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting, man. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, hey, I was wrong earlier, by the way. I think I said eight minutes in Labonta got the PK. It was like four, five minutes. Oh. It was in the fifth minute, apparently. So yeah. that's when you knew it was going to get scary, the whole game. You're like, a lot of game left. Here we go. A lot. Yeah. 
but they they play well in close games though man like yeah kansas city they can manage that type of stress and pressure in a very close game and they've proven it all year yeah so it's i mean this is god what a comeback dude like i there's no there's not much else to say than what a comeback season this has been and we're not done watching soccer uh in this city and i'm just i'm just happy i just i've been smiling for almost 24 hours now it's crazy yeah, well, but I'm just looking at the OL rain and they're yeah. coming, they're healthy, minus, you know, Tobin Heath, who, who's out. They have so many high quality players, but we've played them well in the past. We've been successful. We've beaten them. You know, we just have to go play our game and take advantage of the opportunities that we have because we probably won't get as many as they will. Just got to take advantage of those moments. And we could be on flights. Yeah, true. I mean, they 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 beat us back in May, you know, yeah. uh, at their place. It was just one nil, so it's not like they spanked us or anything. But that's also early games in the season. We're always talking like, eh, you know, it's it's they don't really matter. So I'm looking at this one where we played them mid July. Teams should be informed now. Teams should absolutely know each other. And they came to our place and we beat them one nil. So it's like. What's gonna happen here? This is the uh, this is the tiebreaker, man. Just just as uh, Houston, the Houston game was a tiebreaker. Like we beat them at their place, they came and beat us at our place. Not counting Challenge Cup games because we spanked them in the Challenge Cup. <laughs> but uh, OL Rain, man, I, I they're saying it's on Paramount Plus. I also read somewhere that it's on CBS Sports Network. Yeah, I saw the CBS Sports Network, so I don't okay. know. I'm on Check. the current, yeah. I'm on Casey current website right now and they it's saying Paramount Plus but I I did see CBS Sports so which okay. no one likes cuz you need to uh you can't just have a streaming subscription you have to right. you know know someone that has CBS Sports network or probably a, a stream online that's illegal and will send you ads and stuff I have to do the latter is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so is it in german um, and you have to like mute it because that, that's how i used to watch nfl back in the day no but like you get a bunch of pop-ups and you gotta like you know turn the volume on and then you know make it widescreen so it's it's a pain that's i rough. wish they'd make it easier um for people yeah. to watch it but we'll make it work we're gonna figure it out regardless it's gonna be fine everyone's gonna figure it out or they'll just have another watch party and everyone will go pack that place and yeah. spend money and stuff so well, what a nutty time that was crazy man um it's a later game starts at 6 30 um which is fine i mean it's 4 30 out there wish we were just going to that game like what a time that would be have you been I, to seattle i have never been to seattle i've always okay. wanted to go to the pacific northwest but never been so yeah maybe it, maybe a road trip for the future oh that's a yeah it's a hell of a time you wake up and and can go grab a it's like the coffee city of the world right you can go grab a cup of coffee at a new place every day and and i did I've done that. <laughs> it was fantastic. So, uh, top players though, Casey current, uh, uh, Seattle rain, o- OL rain. God damn it. It's OL rain. <laughs> uh, who, who are we looking at, man? OL rain players to watch. Oh my gosh. Where do you start? I mean, you gotta start with, you know, Megan Rapino. Rose Who's that? Lavelle. I've never heard of her. Yeah. Relative <laughs> unknown in the women's Rose, soccer community. Rose Lavelle, man. Rose Lavelle is sneaky fast. Like she gets going and you're like, yeah, damn, that's Rose Lavelle. She's just good. She's everywhere. And, and that goalkeeper. Uh, Tolish choice. 
Tolis Joyce, yeah, she's nominated with AD French. So, uh, quite the face off against two freaking nominees there. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Bethany Balser, who's also a, uh, a forward. Oh, she's forward, you know? right? Yeah. She's, she's good. Um, last year, I think she was in the race for Golden Boot. So, did she replace Tobin Heath or was she playing with she was Tobin Heath prior to Tobin before okay. Tobin's arrival? So, they played together. Yeah. She's yeah. been a staple of, of that the top of that attacking group. okay well who's been filling in for tobin because you said she's out she's out but she really didn't get to play much so uh, uh sofia huerta by the way is an absolute baller when it comes to service um she has one of the best services in all the league um oh, isn't she on the uh she's on the national she, team she's in the national team right yep. This, um, this is bad. Like uh, OL Rain are just like we'll take all the national team players, like right off the bat, man. It's it's just you look at them, you're like, damn, I know her, I know her. <laughs> it's like them in Portland, man. Like they just you just look at their rosters and it's a who's who of national players, yeah. whether it's the U.S. or Canada. You got um, that Jordan uh, Hutema? Hutema? She she's a uh, yeah on the Can- Canadian Canadian soccer team. So right, that that sucks. Another national team person. A lot of them um so it's gonna be gonna be an uphill battle uh but i think it's one that they will accept the challenge they're very uh you know the current will not back down they've shown that time and time again they will not back down so they're just gonna have to come out and you know play the game of their life and just have that mentality that no no matter what happens just keep going right back at it okay man i mean it's you know what? I was nervous for the Houston game and not not really like that confident. You know, you like to be hopeful, but not overconfident. Right. right? And take that feeling. And this is this is less so. Um, yeah. If we can get by O.L. Rain, that's some magical shit. You know, I I saw an article and I am blanking on the name of it, but they did like a statistical analysis prior to, you know, the games last night. And I think. They had the OL rain 67% chance of going to the final, you know, and then like, yeah. And it had to be like 30% chance of winning the final. Of course, that's just analytics. So for whatever it's worth, but if uh, that's not motivation, I don't know what is to be counted out like that. Don't sleep on us. That's what I'm saying. Like as players, right. That's got to get you a little motivated. They're going to see it. And and I think they would rather be the underdog, to be honest. I think they like the underdog mentality. Probably. Probably. I mean, you take a look at low. I, you know, we have a gritty team, you know, Hey, here's something you mentioned low. Uh, she, she was the captain in this game. Yeah. And then she comes out in the second half. where like, is she getting subbed off? It looks like Hamilton has the, or was it Hamilton that she I gave? Think it was Hamilton. I think it was Hamilton. And I, and no, she wasn't getting subbed off. Uh, she just gave it to Hamilton. So we had two captains, two different halves. Um, would like to know the, reasoning behind that i'm just i'm curious is that just like hey i'd like to share like this is a moment we should both share captainship or hey i don't feel like i'm playing like a captain right now i need to pick it up maybe both maybe both i mean maybe she felt like she was not contributing as much as she felt like she could or should yeah um that's not my opinion i mean i but maybe she wanted to like you said share that moment with hamilton who's been a veteran player on a lot of good teams and wanted to share that experience with her yeah, but it worked out. It worked out. 
It all worked out, man. Um, I just did. I mention we're gonna have an interview on here. Did I say that? No, I didn't say that. You didn't say that. So that's so that's important. Yeah, right? I, we're worth mentioning, right? We're the interview. Uh, we're the interview podcast now. This is what we do. Uh, look, we're looking to have Danny Welniak on here. Now we kind of we kind of record this thing in parts, so it's like we reserve the right to retract that statement if uh you know Danny's if Danny's people fall through or something happens like you know right. we, we promised you nothing we're just telling you <laughs> it, it, she's supposed to be here so that's that's discussed that's that's planned and uh I don't know if you guys know who she is but she's the executive uh uh director of communications for the Kansas City Current is that a is that a big deal is that a good position I, I think so whenever I think, you have I, executive I in your name it's pretty good but just yeah. think about what they have done as a team to build where they are now within the city. And a lot of it probably fell on her shoulders to to reach out and communicate and, and oh, just yeah. bring everything together as a whole. And those types of positions don't get credit. True. They do so much hard work behind the scenes. So it's going to be really um, great to have her on, you know, talk to her. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm an I'm an analyst at, at my job, and I like to tell people I'm an executive analyst. It's uh, <laughs> it's freaking important, dude. It makes you sound like, oh shit, you make a lot of money. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. He name drops it all the time, so you <laughs> know, executive analyst. Dude. Any chance he gets, <laughs> that you know what? You ever have people ask you what you do for a living? It's like, god damn, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about what I do because I do that every day. <laughs> yeah. And our jobs are not the most exciting either. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Chris and I work together. We don't, we won't, we don't name drop companies though. Cause we'll, no. uh, uh, you know, we, they, they could hear what we say here, which is never nice curse words and stuff. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just excited, man. I'm just excited to, to move forward. And I'm excited to talk to Danny Welniak. Did you know, did you know this woman played tackle football? I, I did not, but I we will bring it up. <laughs> uh, absolutely, dude. Just that's go, fantastic. Go Google image her. Not only was she like the deal for KCTV five, like doing sports and stuff for them, and now she's a huge deal for an entire soccer club. But she was, I mean, I don't even know how to say this. We're going to talk to her all about this because this is exciting. But she's got pictures with pads on and stuff, and you know she hit some fools. So. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I'm a little I'm I'm a little intimidated if I do say so myself. When you yeah. when you when you google a person that you are bringing on your podcast and they have these kind of photos on Google images that pop up. <laughs> I mean, at least it's online, right? Like, you know, a little less intimidating when it's online. If it was in person, I don't know if we can get her on in full pads though. I'm all about that as well. Uh it just sounds like a blast, so uh, anything else to touch on for this weekend, man? Did we kind of, you, you were worried that we wouldn't have a time enough time to really, uh, talk about everything. What else do we got? Oh my gosh. We didn't really talk about the U S women's national team games. Okay. Um, those you know, are bad. Mates got to play. Yeah. We those won't, are bad. we won't, you know, spend much time on it, but again, it's always great to have, have Mason there. Um, yeah. But when she fouls, she about kills someone. <laughs> you see her she she makes a she makes you feel a foul five minutes later like oh, you're gonna know it by the way let's go back to the houston game that sliding tackle that she did in the box right it was like michael jordan taking off from the free throw line on a dunk <laughs> she slid a great distance perfectly timed yeah my heart stopped because I was like if 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 that 
Houston player wanted to sell a PK, she might have had a chance. I wonder what she thinks. Like, is that the best decision she ever made? Or is she like, well, that was a bad decision. Glad it worked out. <laughs> she's probably thinking about it when she's in that slide. But it's it was scary. I was like, damn. Like, yeah. if I'm that Houston player, I'm going to make contact happen and get that penalty kick. Like, especially how mad they were when we were gifted that penalty kick. I'd, I'd be trying to get one as well, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I thought she had a good game. I, I think Loera had a really good game. Um, you know, she had the cross that, you know, they got to Delfava. Um, she was everywhere. You know, with with Desiree Scott, I think she had to kind of fill in that that D mid midfield role a little more. Um, Merrick came in and played really well, by the way. Um, also, I think our defense for the most part did a great job of of keeping the attack in front of them. Oh, sorry, I'm getting excited here. Thinking about the uh Kristen Ed uh, Edmonds stop when it was a two on one. I thought Houston was gonna, you know, either just make the extra pass, but Edmonds stood her ground yeah. and, and and stopped the the attack, which was incredibly, incredibly hard to do. She had a heck of a game. Um one last thing to probably point out uh before we get Danny Welniak on here. Um how about how about Casey Current tweeting, thank you, Houston Dash. We truly appreciate you for hosting and providing such an inspiring environment. And Alex Loera retweets this. Have you seen this yet? I have not. Ooh, okay. This will be good for you. Live reaction. Hey. Alex Loera, Loera says, I beg to differ. One fan double flipped off Lola Bonta when our player was down screaming in pain from an injury. And another fan threw food at our player as she was going to take a corner. Not to mention the countless 20, quote, 22 you suck comments, part one. It's one thing to provide this atmosphere and have a great experience. It's another when the fans are not only hostile to the refs, but the players as well. At the end of the day, we are humans as well. If you're going to be a crappy person in the stands, don't come. Sounds like uh, wow. They, wow. they didn't have a, a great experience on the field. And... You know, this kind of thing happens in all sports. It really does. I'm not saying that that's okay. I'm not. Have I flipped off a player before because they did something or, you know, made the cauldron mad or were taunting of some sort? I have because I've been a drunk ass before. But I grew up a little bit. But now a lot of people have not grown up. And they think this kind of thing is okay. And it's just not. And we all need to take a minute and be like, Look, we're just, they're just here to entertain us. You know what I mean? Like they're playing a sport and they're not getting paid the amount of money that they should. So like, what what do you think they, they, these players owe you? Like you're going to curse and say, we suck. And it's like, well, we, I guess we suck enough to beat you uh, a, a grand total of four out of five times this year. So it sounds like you suck. At the end of the day, man, they're, they're human beings, you know, like you said, they don't get paid a, a ton of money and they shouldn't have to deal with that bottom line. You know, they, they practice, you know, throughout the week and they come in to execute a game plan. And, you know, I guarantee you the Houston dash players would not want to deal with that kind of, you know, atmosphere and, and nonsense when they travel. Yeah. So treat people like you want to be treated. You know, if you don't like a player, you know, it is what it is, but 
you know, to treat them like a human being, treat them well, like you would like to be treated. I haven't heard uh, how our traveling fans felt. I did see a video online where uh, a Casey Current fan was like wooing and taking like selfie video of the rest of the fans wooing and <laughs> the rest of the crowd just booing, just so mad, just booing. <laughs> and and the gal goes, she goes, they're mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little so salty. the way that ended, but oh my God. It's not like it ended in controversy. It ended with you losing a player who snuck in there and got a game-winning goal. Freaking clutch, dude. Like I'm just I wish we had I wish we had a week off until the next game so we could talk about this again on the next episode because it's so fun. I mean, who got the last laugh though? Let's be honest. Exactly. You know, you, you flip off the players and you cuss at Luera. Yeah. And then she sends you home in the 99th minute, 99th and a half minute. Yeah. Got the last laugh. That's a, that's a long and painful drive home if you're a Houston fan. Yep. Have a good time. Glad you glad you broke out the attend. Glad you broke the attendance record. Have a nice night. You yep. know, uh, it all means nothing though if things don't get done this weekend. So I'm excited. At the end of the day, regardless of what happens, man, I'm just super proud of this team. Uh, and, and we'll get into this more in future episodes. But I think there's a lot to be optimistic about. There's a lot team. going on, man. There is a lot going on. So, um, shoot. Well, let's let's bring on Danny. Danny All Welniak. Right. I'm excited. Uh, you know, Danny Welniak, uh, sports reporter, director of communications, and uh, football player, for God's sakes. I am. Uh, she knows so her scared. sports. She knows she her knows, sports. She knows some things. And uh, apparently she's also an overall great person. I'll be the judge of that. Uh, oh, hang tight, everyone. We are bringing Danny on right now. All right, folks. Thanks so much for sticking with us. We told you, we teased it, that uh, we'd have on the executive director of communications for the Kansas City Current, Danny Welniak. Danny, how are you today? I am fabulous. Look, the Current are still in the postseason and they're in the semifinals. So let's be honest. It's a great feeling around the training complex. The electricity is just at an all-time high, everyone's stoked and pumped. We cannot wait to get to Seattle this weekend. So from a communication standpoint, we love it, right? Good things on and off the pitch happening right now and just soaking it all in. So thank you for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for taking time out of what I imagine to be the busiest week in club history. Uh, you know, but we're we're fans first here and we're just pumped as everyone else is. Um, Sunday can't come fast enough. But uh you know, gosh, Danny, give us the give us the rundown. I mean, it seems like you've worn many hats before you eventually, <laughs> you know, before you eventually came to be in this role that you're in. Um, how do you break into sports journalism and communications in general? Oh, boy, we're going we're going down the resume. aren't we? All right. <laughs> get, get ready. Strap in because um, I got I got a long list of background for you. So yeah. Um, a little bit, a little bit of a wild journey. So I graduated from Oklahoma state university, but as I was going through school, I actually played women's professional football in Dallas. So I was a slot receiver and running back and, uh, took great pride in my special teams abilities. Um, I was a return specialist and, um, I'm proud to boast the resume of, um, 
I think I was like a three-time pro bowler rookie of the year. Uh, I have a gold medal was part of the first ever women's national team. Um, and also have a super bowl ring, but did not wear the super bowl ring of course today, which I should have, I wasn't even thinking. <laughs> um, but that is how I ended up falling in love with sports journalism and wanting to find a career path past my playing days. Um, and I wanted to do something with sports and with football. And so I ended up getting into sports journalism. I uh, got my first job out in Dodge city, Kansas of all places. If you guys are aware of how far West that is, it's way out there, but I just wanted to cover high school sports. So I was all about it. Um, and so I tell, I joke with people, I got the two best things out of my life in Dodge city, got my first job and I found my husband. So um, I'm very, very grateful that the good Lord put me out there to get my start. And then I was promoted into Wichita at the CBS affiliate and then moved up to Kansas city. And uh, about a year and a half into my time in Kansas city, um, I was promoted to sports director and um, had been part of the chiefs radio network. And so got to be on that whole ride with uh, Patrick Mahomes coming and taking over the helm in 20, uh, gosh, was that 2018, 2017 already? So he would have been a rookie in 2017 and then took over in 2018, but, um, just a beautiful run to the Super Bowl, And I have been a part of the trifecta. I joke with people. I've covered a world series for the Royals. I've covered a Super Bowl win for the chiefs. And, uh, my last hoorah as a sports journalist was the KU national championship game in new Orleans. And, uh, not long after that was proposed with this opportunity. And when, um, Chris and Angie long come calling, there's not a whole lot of times that you say no. And especially with (laughs) everything that the current are doing here and the opportunity to be able to build something from the ground up was really, really exciting for me. And being a former athlete, especially a former female athlete and knowing the background and the history and title nine and everything that's gone into creating what we have now in women's sports. Um, I just, I wanted to be a part of it and I wanted to be able to help in any capacity that I could. And so looking at sports journalism, I'd broke, I'd broken a bunch of barriers already. I was the first female sports director in Kansas city. You know, I think I was the first female sideline reporter for the chiefs radio network. And then I also was part of the first all female radio crew to call a college bowl game. And so it's crazy to me that we're in 2022 and that stuff is just now happening, but um, we're seeing that we're like, right. We're right at the center of it with the current, with the training facility and the stadium and, um, how quickly the, um, NWSL is just blowing up. So it's pretty cool stuff. And I'm really excited to be here. So there you go. Very long resume. Um, but hopefully that kind of gives you the whole scope of how and why I'm here. Absolutely. We were, we were hoping you'd, you'd fill some time here. That was, uh, <laughs> I love it. I mean, you can't get all that from Twitter or even LinkedIn. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to get into more football stuff too, because that blows my freaking mind. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, go ahead, buddy. So you were a 2008 Super Bowl champion, 2010 gold medalist, three times all pro and a 2007 rookie of the year. How are you not telling that to somebody in every single po- conversation possible? <laughs> I would have that on a business card. I would tell my dentist, like shoehorn it in every time. <laughs> yeah. People would know who I am the second I walk in the room, whether they want to or not. That's in my ring. That's incredible. I mean, as you can tell, that was part of my introduction. So I'm not <laughs> humble about it at all. Like that is the first thing that I bring up. And what's cool is, um, 
one of the the first times I got to walk into the Chiefs training complex. Um, it was the first season that Chris Jones was there, and I actually had a chance to go talk to him and was kind of getting my feet wet with everything. And I had my Super Bowl ring on, um, and I ended up got a visitor. Unfortunately, they did not want to <laughs> hang out with us, but that's okay. Um, so I walked in um, and was talking to him just about everything. They kind of gave him my background about how I'd played football too. And like a lot of females don't have that background. And so you can relate at a different level. Um, and then I shook his hand and he flipped my hand over and he said, what is that? And I said, that is my Super Bowl ring. And he was like, that's really cool. And I responded, I kind of looked up at him and I said, maybe one of these days you'll have one of those. <laughs> and sure enough here, you know, they, they do have one now. So maybe I'm that positive vibe and hopefully, hopefully I can be that positive vibe for the current too. And this team can walk away with an NWSL championship as well. So I don't know, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying that there might be some Danny positive vibes uh, when it comes to championships, but yes, I played for the Dallas diamonds for, I think it was, five seasons in four years um, and loved every second of it. It was amazing. And to play at that level was really cool. You know, Dallas, um, that team gets a lot of cool opportunities because of where it's at. And the fact that football is a religion down there. Um, we had a really good fan base and uh, our coaches were phenomenal. A lot of them were former college coaches or even high school coaches that had really, really knowledgeable backgrounds and to learn football at that level um, from some of the best, especially in Texas, was a, a very good place for me to start and for me to learn. So now I, I joke with people that I can, you know, break down, you know, uh, cover twos with the best of them and um, can draw a route tree at, like on the back of my hand. So it's I love football, still do. That's definitely my first sport. Um, softball is a close second, uh, but now soccer is a, a very, very close third slash first. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like, I mean, not many people, not, not many women have that experience to that opportunity to play football at all. So that's just not something that is even in the media. It's not something that you even, some people probably don't even know it exists. And that's, it's sad. Um, but we, we stumbled on some pretty cool, uh, intimidating pictures of you. So we just, we, we had to talk to you about it. You know, that one, you were like looking up there, like stoic as hell. <laughs> I think it's your, your LinkedIn banner, you know, uh, it's like, my welcome. team USA pictures are, are very intimidating. So I, I tried my best. This face doesn't do intimidating very well though. <laughs> so like I have a permanent smile on all the time. So anybody who finds those pictures, a, I'm very sorry, uh, but B, <laughs> hopefully you're just like, man, that girl is, she's BA. Let's go. Yeah. And you know, you, you slotted in just this summer to this role yeah. and it really kind of feels like you've been here longer than that. I, I don't know why it feels like the team's been here longer than that. Maybe because they just made the playoffs and have been on this run, but what I would say, what has this past year been like for you? But what has this past four months been? I mean, new position, new team. Uh, seems like you have a great front office crew. Uh, are you having a blast? Is it absolutely nuts? What's a, a day in the life? Yes. All the above. <laughs> um, because it is crazy and it's wild. And I literally hit the ground running. So I left KCTV five and I took the weekend off and then started this new role at the end of, I think June it was maybe the beginning of July. And, um, it was, it was literally right when they had started their 13 match unbeaten streak. 
And so I got to come in. My first day on the job was the first day at the new training complex. And so everyone was like getting, you know, getting their feelers out and trying to figure out like where their desks were and how everything was going to work. And like even seeing the players come in for the first time was really cool. And there was just so much going on in my first week alone that I, I had to take a step back because I'm like, wow, this is this is incredible. This doesn't happen everywhere. This is the first of its kind in the entire world. And then the stadium is going to be the first of its kind in the entire world as well. And to be on the ground floor, I tell people my favorite story during those like first few days on the job is that when the players came in and saw this space for the first time, there was like this mixture of emotions from like laughing and smiling and like joking with each other and like wanting to touch everything and like looking at the logos because all the logos are on everything. Like it's their own, it's their home. It's awesome. Um, To a couple of the players even like had no, had no emotions or were like crying because this is what they've worked their whole lives for. And as a reporter, I mean, like I said, I covered KU, I covered the Chiefs, I covered the Royals, I covered high level division one men's programs. And you kind of took all that stuff for granted, right? Because all the men's teams have them and what's going to be the next biggest and next best. And for a women's professional team to have that, it's, it's absolutely mind blowing that it hasn't happened yet. And so to see that and to see their reaction kind of made me emotional being a former athlete as well, knowing that they're getting an opportunity that I never got. And now I have a daughter who just turned two and knowing that like, this is all she'll ever know is that women have this opportunity and this chance and to have that same kind of elevated um, professional status and training complexes as the men do oh, makes me emotional. Gives me goosebumps just talking about it. Um, and yes, the last few months have been absolutely bonkers and they've been a blast because it's really easy to have a lot of fun when the team's doing well on the pitch. Right. So, um, to say that we're still in the postseason, that's kind of been my expectation all along because I've covered the chiefs and the Royals and KU. So it's like, well, I mean, that's just normal, right? The current will be playing all the way through the end of October. You just plan for a championship and that's kind of come to fruition. So, um, it's, I'm, I'm learning a lot, uh, because it is a different role than what I've ever done before. But like you mentioned, the front office staff is so phenomenal, Chris and Angie and Brittany, um, as an ownership group, really invest in their people and invest in good leaders. And so having Allison around, um, having Cammy, the GM around, and then Grace and Jeff, who are on my comms team are phenomenal. Uh, so I, I have really good people around me that help me look good and help me learn as we're all trying to make a difference and literally change the world. Absolutely. I, I got to, you know, throw Grace in there as being great to uh, speak with and set this up Let's today. Go. So she's, uh, she's been phenomenal and uh, become a quick friend of the pod. But uh, everything I've heard that you just said is that uh, this this playoff run and winning streak started when you got here. So the good luck, I'm just I'm feeling it because you mentioned expectations. Yeah, I think as fans, we didn't we didn't have those expectations. We were just so happy to be here, right? We're just so happy to have this. And my wife and I enjoy going to these games and Chris comes with us and his girlfriend. And it's just been, we're just having fun. And then playoffs are here and we're like, well, this is cool too. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's a really good way of putting it because I do think that at least in Kansas City, you know, with with my background, like I know that there's this long suffering fan base that knows what it takes to actually get to a championship. Like Royals fans for the longest time were long suffering and like really suffered through some years that were terrible. Uh, Chiefs fans did the same. Like, and finally they got you know Mahomes and Andy Reid and got their their Super Bowl. Um, KU fans not so much. I see you rocking the KU shirt, so I know that there's. <laughs> I guess from a football standpoint, yeah, there is that long suffering, uh, you know, shout out to Lance Leipold and what he's doing um, with the Jayhawks right now. But from a basketball standpoint, not so much. But I kind of love that. That's what makes this Kansas City fan base so special is that they are willing to ride or die with you because you are Kansas City and you're Kansas Cityans. And because there's this sense of... um like friendship and not necessarily ownership, but almost like, you know, like being a parent, like, it's like, okay, you're mine. You're invested in the community. You're doing all of this stuff. That's not just on the pitch, but off the pitch, you're investing financially in making our city better. Um, you're investing with your time. Cause these players go out and they do so much with like the youth and the youth soccer programs that they've got going on. And even in schools, like just the other day, I went out and helped present checks to schools around the KC Metro to get sports programs started. And it's like, wow, the fact that a women's professional team can do that in their community and make such a difference is really, really awesome. And so I think that's what makes this fan base so fun is that you guys, when, when someone really, really believes in something or a team believes in Kansas city, the fans reciprocate that and then they believe in you. And so it's like the chicken and the egg conundrum too, I think is like when Angie and Chris and Brittany invested in this team, they're like, look, if you build it, they will come. And so that's what's happening is that they're investing in this team and the fans are also buying in. And I, I love that. So there's success both on and off the field. And I think Kansas city fans deserve that. Like this stadium's for Kansas city. This team is for Kansas city. And if y'all are willing to go out and have fun and enjoy it, right. Then there should be a great product on the field too. And that's what they're doing. I, I think you answered that perfectly. And it really seems like Chris and Angie are building uh, a blueprint for women's soccer around the United States. So own training facility, brand new stadium coming soon. You're starting to see that conversation come up more and more with other women's professional teams, both with WNBA and NWSL. So with their passion, is that what inspired you to come to the current and be executive director of communications? The big part of it for sure, because you knew that, they're great leaders and you knew that they believed in something that was so much bigger than themselves. And that multiple times I've had conversations with them about how this isn't, it's not a charity. You know, they believe that this is going to make money and that they believe in women's sports so much so that here in our own backyard, we're getting a, you know, a $17 million training complex and a $120 million stadium. And all of that is investing in women's sports it's investing in the city and the fact that that stadium is going to have more than just soccer and it's going to have concerts and they're going to put in a ton of bids for like NCAA championships and, you know, lacrosse and rugby. And so like, Oof. it's this, it's this cool vision of everything coming together and being so much bigger 
than necessarily what just happens on the pitch. And like, we get to see that and promote that from the communication standpoint of like, oh yeah, we're in the semifinals and you know, this weekend's David versus Goliath. And it's, you know, all of these cool storylines, but also what's happening off of it is what I think draws people to this organization and having those conversations with other teams and other leagues and being able to talk to their PR representatives and how we're not just setting the standard here in Kansas city. Like we are literally building it. And I think that's so cool to be able to talk about and for the world to see, because you walk into a building or you walk into your work environment and you say, yeah, let's do it. Let's, you know, let's conquer the day. We don't do that here. We walk in and we say, let's change the world because that's exactly what we're doing with every minute detail that goes into just literally planning the day. Getting my heart rate up over here. Getting, <laughs> getting all sorts of pumped up. Run through the walls. Let's do <laughs> you it. Know, uh, you know, women's soccer is just growing, not, not even just in Kansas City, but in the U.S. Um, and even overseas. Heck, I, I'm in that minority that I think uh, didn't even go to FC Kansas City games when they were here. I, I don't know why. Maybe it was too far away or the facilities weren't enticing enough. I don't know. I didn't support and I hate that I didn't support. But being here now, it's grown so much and they're even competing with with legacy sports in terms of like content and whatnot. You've got Lola Bonta getting recognition uh, for her celebrations from like big name Twitter people with big followings and she's just plastered all over there. And I think Casey Current's known as being, you know, one of the best in the world with their fan engagement. I, I don't know who runs your Twitter, but they're always on there uh, engaging and reacting to people. Um, Our content team is the best. Absolutely. But I mean, that that being said, there's got to be some challenges as well. And that leads right in. What what kind of challenges do you face when trying to stay at the at the front of content creation? Yeah, I think that's a really good question, because that's also something that's evolving. And being the leader in that um, also creates its own unique set of challenges, right? Because you're walking into uncharted territory or territory that um has been laid out for with other organizations, but your organization is so different and so unique. And I think that the current is special from the standpoint that we do things very differently and you have to, if you want to be successful in women's sports. And I think your point going back to FC Casey and not being out at Swope or being at a high school and playing in those environments, it's really, really tough to get the fan support because I think timing is also a huge thing. And the fact that, you want a really cool atmosphere. Like that's what's got to, what has to kick things off and people have to buy in. And I think that's a big reason why the stadium is going to be a huge factor in building women's soccer and building women's sports is that it provides this blueprint of fans will have FOMO. They are going to want, they're going to go to games and they're going to leave and they're going to want more because it's nothing like they've ever experienced before. And so from that standpoint, it's, fun um, because you are charting your own path. And then from a content creation standpoint, it's fun and also challenging because you're a pioneer and we have so many cool things that we can do and all these awesome ideas and the matter of executing it is a whole different level. And our team is growing, which is awesome. It's one of one of the biggest front office staffs in the league. And that again, that's a tribute to the ownership group for believing in leaders and believing that people 
you need to invest in people in order to have things be successful and good people. And so that's from my perspective, I think the biggest challenge is just making sure that it's it's engaging, that the players can build their own brand, that they feel like they're being represented and that we're a player first organization while also trying to get this huge Kansas City, but also global brand out there and and making it fun for everyone involved. It, yeah, no, absolutely. It's it, and we appreciate that. We appreciate all the content you put up on a, on a daily, weekly game day basis. So it, it really does feel special to, to have that much content at any given moment. Um, we had Lola Bont on last week and we asked her, what is her typical game day like? So I'm going to flip that question to you. And does it also include naps? Because oh. Lo said she takes <laughs> naps on her game days. Do you get to take a nap as well? <laughs> Look, I know a lot of really elite athletes, like even at the NFL level, who would take naps like in the locker room or um, would even like listen to, I think Will Shields like used to listen to like really soothing like elevator music or like. <laughs> some kind of jazz music before he went out there. So like all sorts, you will get the whole spectrum of pregame routines. My pregame routine is a little bit uh, more wild because I have a two-year-old. So not only am I being mom in the morning, but then you have to shift your mindset to being a director of communications um, and, you know, getting to the stadium and being involved in everything that leads up to that. Then you obviously have the match and then the chaos that ensues. Like, honestly, our busiest time on match day is right afterwards because you have to coordinate with like five or six different players about, okay, you need to go to this community event or you need to meet with this group who's here or like you need to talk to this reporter. Hey, you're here for the press conference. Hang on. Where's Matt? Where's Coach Potter? Where is he? Let's go get him. Um, And it all happens in the span of like 30 minutes. So uh, it's crazy. And then immediately after that, you put out the match recap. You've got quotes that you need to send out. We are trying to do a really good job of making sure that if you can't attend a match and you're a media member, we want to make sure that you have everything you need. So like we pro- will help provide the photos. We'll provide highlights. Um, the post-game press conferences were up in our game and making sure that stuff looks all pretty and as fancy um, in, of course, layman's terms, right? Uh, there's so much more that goes into that. But, um, and then, you know, then we call it a night and usually it's a dub, at least in the time that I've been here. So uh, hopefully that doesn't end this weekend. And, um, I, gosh, now, now that you say that, I'm like, what kind of, like, I used to have all sorts of superstitions when I was actually playing, like for like the type of undershirt you wore to the Bible verse that you'd read, or like, I would open my Bible and I'd be like, all right, what's my Bible verse today? Just randomly open up and be like, all right, that's it. So I'm going to think about whenever I'm hitting people and running through the offensive line. <laughs> Makes no sense, right? No, what we do as athletes is totally crazy. Now that I'm a business professional, it's a little bit more low key and not as weird. Uh, I am a I'm a big pizza person, so I do like having pizza for lunch before a match. So there you go. That'll be my that's my weird quirk. Okay, what's your go to pizza place? Because I'm a pizza nut. <laughs> um, gosh, so. My husband and I are big Pizza Hut fans. Um, so I know that's like super like normal and not a basic. Not cool. Yeah. Minsky's is great. I love Minsky's. That's real close to our house. And uh, what else? Um, I, for the first time today, I had, what is it? True Food Kitchen. Is that what it's called? I don't know. 
don't Maybe know if I've heard it's, that. I, it's down on the plaza and I had a margarita pizza from there today. Ooh. Spectacular. There you go. Okay. I, yeah. I'm going to give some uh, cheap promotion to a pizza truck down Ooh. in West Bottoms called okay. You Want a Pizza Me. And it's wrestling themed, like pro wrestling. Stop. It's th- this guy and his wife. They're huge wrestling dorks and their pizzas. They have some vegan options. It's phenomenal. So that sounds amazing. And that will absolutely be on my list of to do. Also, fun fact, our general manager has a background in WWE. So uh, she I believe she was some cor- sort of talent recruiter for the oh, WWE. Wow. So um, oh, FYI, Cami. Wow. That's very cool. Uh, and wrestling. That's fun awesome. Fact. Uh, we would be, uh, we have to mention this. I mean, we, we all have those moments in life where we, you, where were you when this happened? You know, where were you when you, when this happened? Uh, for us, we were at Bar K when Kate Delfava made history with that <laughs> goal. And uh, it was louder than any stadium I've ever been in at, at Bar K. But what were, what were you doing? Were you down in Houston? Were you here in town? Paint, paint the scene for us. Wasn't that incredible? I loved how the showing at Barquet was and how many fans we had out there. And this weekend it's going to be a PNL, but Barquet yep. did an incredible job. And I thought it was so much fun. Um, and I, I hope, I hope PNL, I know, I know PNL is going to be just as popping this weekend uh, for the semifinal matchup. So where was I when that final goal went in? So we actually left Barquet at halftime and um, I was in the basement with my husband. We have our little man cave kind of looks like your background there with all the scarves in the background and, you know, some stuff on the walls. Uh, we were in the basement and my husband has this awesome setup where he can put two TVs next to each other in the in our our man cave or our diva den, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, and uh, we had both the Chiefs game and the um and the, the current game on at the exact same time. And it was like two really great things happened at the same time. And we're both like jumping up and down and screaming. My poor two-year-old daughter may have been thrown in the air at one point. <laughs> it's fine. There's no safety issue there. Uh, but no, I, I don't think the two of us have been more excited about just about any sporting event than when that happened. And it's just a... Man, it's just a tribute to how this team plays and that there is literally no give up. And I love that they're kind of embracing like the the comeback, the Casey comeback philosophy and how like doesn't matter how far they're down, they're going to come back and they're going to find a way to win. And I love that grittiness and is a big reason why I love being here is because that's just kind of the philosophy all around the entire club. It's, it gets stressful, though, right? We'd love for them to not be down because uh, that can get a little <laughs> whoo. It's a little spicy, you know? <laughs> I mean, I would be perfectly fine with blowouts. Like Casey can <laughs> blowouts makes Please. my life totally easier. But from a storyline standpoint, oh, yeah. you, get a lot, you get a lot more national coverage, surprisingly, when games are close and crazy. I don't know how that's who sound like thought. a Sound like a journalist. <laughs> and, and they're really good when they're close. A lot of our wins are been by one goal. Their goal differential is like, what, one or two at at this point so i love like you're saying i love how tough and gritty they are every single game they never give up um and they're always in it you know so going back to what you're saying with the longs just inspiring the world changing the world with what is happening right here in kansas city and by the way who would have thought five years ago we would even be having this conversation about changing women's sports here in kansas city 
I, I would I would I would have never guessed it. But for you, yeah. in this role, what has been the most rewarding aspect to be involved in all this? Because that's that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And I've been here for a short amount of time. So, you know, three and a half months doesn't, I mean, it sounds short, right? But in that span of time, you know, I've gotten my feet wet. They've opened a new training complex. They had their giant groundbreaking, which was kind of what was one of my babies. Like I really wanted that to be amazing. And I wanted the media coverage of that to be awesome. Um, and so the team around me who helped plan and do that was spectacular. And I take great pride in that. Um, but for women's sports to be evolving the way that it is and for us to be at the forefront of that is something that I, I love. And if this is what has happened in three months, like, and this organization has only been here for the past two years, like they've been the Kansas city current for a little, a, a year and a match. Like it's nuts how much they've done in just two years. So if that's just this microcosm of what they're capable of, Guys, we are just getting started. I cannot wait or even imagine what it's going to look like in five years, right? I mean, you, that's the timeline that you just said. Like five years ago, none of us would have thought we'd be here right now. And except for maybe Angie. Angie might have had that premonition because she is okay. so big picture thinking. Um, she believed and knew that this would happen. But I think all of us who are now getting involved or have been athletes or are part of the Kansas city community. Like most of us just wanted to get through COVID, right? Like that was just like, <laughs> let's just get through this, but the bigger picture philosophy and what this is becoming, I, I can't wait to see what happens moving forward. Cause they're here to stay. They're not going nowhere. And my favorite thing is that I think they signed a 50 year lease with port Casey. So, Oh wow. Yep. So the Kansas city current, my friends <laughs> going nowhere soon. Beautiful. It's just it's just a fun little community, you know. It's uh when you see someone else with a KC current uh hoodie on or something, I, I'm like, oh, I got look at my tattoo, I got a tattoo, it's a whole thing. And uh we're just we're just so pumped to have the team here. And and we booked, you know, we booked hotel for uh DC next week. So we hope, we hope things happen, you know what I'm saying? But uh I'm knocking on wood for you. Yeah, it'll be a good time. So uh Danny, thanks so much for joining us today. It, it was absolute pleasure uh, speaking hey. with you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Again, no, a little off the cuff, a little crazy sometimes, but um, we're having a blast here and I love what you guys are doing too. So I said it off when you weren't recording, but um, kudos to you guys for spearheading this coverage as well and for being at the forefront of Kansas City Current Coverage. We love everything that you guys are doing and I cannot wait to see how you guys grow on top of it. So thank you for your support and for also investing in us. And I I, I have no more positive words than that to say, but I think you both are great. So thank you for having me on your show as well. All right. Well, everyone, that is a uh, Danny Welniak endorsement. You heard it. We are the best <laughs> podcast in Kansas City. So <laughs> Danny, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank, thank you, very you guys. Much. Well, Danny Welniak, thank you so much, Chris. Wow, dude. So she listens to us. Uh, she said she says that I am beyond shocked. Uh, yeah. Thank you. So watch Danny, your, watch your mouth. Watch your freaking <laughs> mouth. Thank you, Danny, um, for listening and for that interview. It was amazing. Uh, we couldn't have asked for anything more um, in our conversation. Yeah, you would think she has uh, talked her whole life for a living. Um, 
you know, I, I mean that with all due respect, because I'm not trying to get in a, a fight with a freaking pro bowler and Super Bowl special champion. teams ace, by the I mean, way. What, what, I don't I don't need to even ask what that means, because that just means like, oh, OK, you're a big deal. Got it. Got it. I mean, she will light you up. <laughs> <laughs> she will, well, you're about to get that crack block uh, that that kickoff you know she'll light you up does that mean so she was a return does that mean she received I don't know the ball if she re i imagine they probably did both both you know kickoff and, and kickoff return so okay. um i imagine she did goodness. both but uh you know what you else know. i imagine i also imagine her husband ain't stepping out of line anytime soon <laughs> because i play tackle football bitch <laughs> No, that, but all, all seriousness, I mean, that's not even what I want to focus on, dude. She's, you know, it feels like she's been there a long time already yeah. to where when I looked up articles, I was like, oh, she started in June. Like that just feels, it feels weird, I guess. Like, oh, this team hasn't always been here. It's, it's wild. And I'm so excited for years to come and to watch this team grow, watch the staff grow, um, and thanks to her and to the staff for welcoming us in to this little uh, little family, it feels like. I don't know. It's really cool. I'm having a really good time. Yeah. No, the fact that they have a 50-year lease with the Port Authority um, yeah. should give you all the confidence in the world that our very own Kansas City Current is not going anywhere in case, yeah. in case anybody was ever worried. And I it wasn't. gives me confidence to step up my workouts so I'm around in 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I work out daily, but what more can I be doing? Do I need to get on the green juice or what? Gotcha. God dang, man. I'm I'm just pumped. And uh, I meant it, dude. I meant it. We're going to try to go to D.C. if this thing goes down. Like, history could be made here. I mean, if Kate Delfava comes back with another goal, holy shit. I'll lose it. No, absolutely. And you have to, for anybody who's debating whether or not they should, when was the last time you saw your team win a championship in person? I've never seen my uh, a team of mine win a championship in person. Yeah. S- sporting, right? I wasn't, I wasn't even and, there. Yeah. But if you ask me how I value that experience, it, it would be towards the top of my life. So for anybody who, you know, if you can make it happen, try and make it happen. You never know when you're going to get another one. Um, yeah. I have a feeling it's just current, money, right? Yeah. You can, money comes yeah. back. You get more. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> That's such an entitled asshole thing it, to say. It, you know, I didn't <laughs> want to say it, but, you know, <laughs> if you can make it work, uh, please try to. But first, we got to win, though. We got to win first. I know. I, I'm not going to look past things. You and I did this years ago, dude. When I lived in oh. Chicago, you lived here in Kansas, and we were going to try to go uh, if Sporting made the MLS Cup or whatever. And we were ready. We were ready. Yeah. It didn't happen. They lost um, to Portland, right? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't, I don't want. I want to be hopeful, and I'm yes. trying to be like, okay, there are there are a shit ton of things in this world that are just boring and not fun to get excited about, like your day job, uh, like uh, lawn, <laughs> like like laundry or or dishes or something you know what i mean but why not why not get excited about this possibility and then get let down that's a very optimist way of thinking i've turned a new leaf chris i'm a very Whoa. i can be very i can be very pessimistic i'm all about i don't want to get excited because i don't want to get let down it's new me dude it's new me you, you want a reason to be excited what desiree scott's coming back oh you're yep. right coming back she's gonna be back in that uh d mid role 
Loera is going to be back in her normal uh, defensive role. So, you know, outside the unfortunate injury to to Claire Lavogé, we're going to have a, a pretty good full full strength squad. Do we have an update on Lavogé? Have we? I have not anything? seen one. No, um, I haven't either. I haven't. So I, yeah, I don't. Whatever it is, I highly doubt she'd be able to play any remaining games, unfortunately. But yeah, um, hopefully it's not an injury that will prevent her from, um, you know, doing off-season training and so forth for next year. For sure, for but. sure. I feel that uh, we 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 recorded the first part of this this uh, episode on Monday. Um, it's now Wednesday, and releasing Thursday today when you're listening to in your ear holes that we we have to amend that the uh Houston Dash did not in, actually break well no they did break the you know playoff attendance record NWSL attendance record but then San Diego squashed it uh, a mere half hour later so it is what it is but uh, what do you want to see in the finals man i mean obviously us who who do you uh, want to see us facing out there uh, is it- to be honest i want to see us facing San Diego um really? yeah we we beat them this year uh, True. we beat them and then we had a draw with them, but they got a last minute, like 90th minute goal. And, you know, I feel like we match up better with them. Okay. So I'm really hoping they pull the upset against Portland. Um, Holy hell. I'm yeah. So nervous, it, my if friend. that happens, I will feel so much better about our, our chances of winning, but we gotta, we gotta beat the OL rain first, man. Um, they have an absolute stack squad of who's who. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes, sometimes they don't play up to their potential. You get the it's like it's like watching an all-star team, right? When you watch that team and they just don't play as well as they could, and they're True. just you know, it's the underdog that come and gets them, and that could very well happen. I mean, you know, you put a bunch of good players on a team doesn't mean it's a good team. You know, look right. at a look at a Manchester United right now. Like they aren't really even playing like a team, but they absolutely have right. quality. Like no one can dispute that. So um, throwing these players together on Casey current, man, I mean, we don't have a ton of big name stars. I mean, they're all stars in our, in our minds, of right. course, but we, they're not garnering that national attention. Haley Mace has broken into the national team a couple of times, but you know, it's not that it's not the people with the ads, the Alex Morgans, the, the Megan Rapinos, you know, but God damn it. I hope we beat all of them. I <laughs> hope we beat Every damn one of them, you know, and it's it's hard to hate Megan Rapino. Everyone loves Megan Rapino, right? But on uh, Sunday, I hate her. She is a mortal enemy, and she's going down <laughs> for that ninety minutes. They will be enemies, but uh, absolutely, yeah. A- after that, um, we'll be cheering them on any other moment. But it's I'm just I want to believe so much, and I believe in this team so much, and we're just ninety minutes away from going to Washington D.C. Well, did Danny Welniak get you all excited? Because she's a lucky charm, bro. She's a good... she's a lucky charm. If this happens, it's a hundred percent because of her. She was <laughs> she was throwing her hands up. She was like raising the roof. Let's f and go. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I let's party in D.C. Danny, let's go. I bet she is intense to watch a game with. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to match her intensity, but I don't think <laughs> yeah. I could. I really don't. No matter how hard I tried, but. Oh man! But we're gonna try. We're gonna try. So, on, on so gracious with her time. Uh shit, man. Well, that's. I mean, let's let's put a pin in this thing. What do you? What you got? Anything else? You, want to, uh, you know, I don't. I'm just. I'm just excited, man. Uh, yeah. 
just just want to make it happen at at this point we're a few days away three more sleeps three more sleeps um you know i i hope our team was able to get rest because the ol rain is coming off of a bye week so yeah hey bye weeks have been known to disrupt teams they were in they get that rest yeah prior to the bye week soccer is a game of form so there you go the game of run yep so hopefully hopefully they will not be in form um, you hear my dogs just jingling out there, just nonstop jingles. Just jingling? Can you not just, hear? Just running down the hallway. She's uh, she's she just heard Danny talk. She's hot. I mean, your dog is hyped too. They're unbelievable. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, well, hell, man. If 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 you got nothing else, uh, let's let's try to get some sleep and get excited. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to Danny Welniak for for lending about. Good Lord, half an hour of her precious time. I'm freaking just. It's not like she's busy. The biggest just, week I'm of her, her career. Yeah, I'm just jazzed about having her on, man. She was so cool. And, uh, you know, you can follow us on uh, on Twitter, Instagram, at no other pod, at Dan Couser, at Chris Wright 21. Uh, you can send us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. Uh, also go and leave a five-star rating and review on uh you know, on, on, uh, uh, what am I to say? Apple podcast. Um, uh, buddy, one last thing I didn't get to last, last thing I would, I, I'd, I'd be so mad if I didn't talk about this. It's B Schwartz now reached out to us and I even screenshot it for a discussion. I kind of was going to save it because we, we already recorded half of it, but here we are. She tagged us and said her daughter was so excited that they took the same flight as the team to Houston, then was pissed that the team flies commercial and is in B boarding group. What do you think has to happen before teams can start chartering flights, especially for playoffs? Couldn't tell you, man. Money? I mean, more money? Uh, money is, is definitely probably a factor. Um, in the longs, I mean, foot that bill? I don't How does that work? I, I, don't, I don't know what the norm is for the league. So... I don't know what other teams do, but I imagine if there is an ownership group who will make some extra steps to to do those types of things, the longs absolutely will. Um, I could see it happening, but I mean, it might be a few years out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. So and they spent a lot of money um, bringing the team here, the stadium, the training facility. I'm I'm sure it's already a very expensive endeavor for them. So. Right. um, But very cool. Uh, for our friend B Schwartz to uh uh be on that flight. Like very cool. I, I know Absolutely. she was getting her daughter was getting pictures and just kind of geeking out and crying and stuff. And I I would have too. I would have geeked and cried. Amazing experience for them. We had Labonta on here and I was like, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> so very cool. And, and hopefully they're on the same flight as the team um going to DC or coming back to DC. There you go. I, I had to mention that. I forgot about it. So be sure didn't forget about you, girl. Great question. Um, all right, man. I'm getting out of here. Go uh, right, get some rest and let's get ready for Sunday. And to all of you, we love you so much. Bye-bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.